British travel writer Anna Richards, who chooses to live across the Channel in Lyon in France, didn't see any of the coronation of King Charles III, mainly because she was on location in remote parts of France gathering travel stories. We wanted to get her reaction to the widely televised event and awe and... Oh, sorry, and we... Um, we wanted to get her reaction to the widely televised event and we also wondered how the French had reacted to it, given that they treated their king and queen, Louis XVI and Marie Antoinette, rather unceremoniously as they lopped off their heads. Graham Kemlo caught up with Anna back in Lyon this week. Anna is a member of the British Guild of Travel Writers, but she chooses not to live in the UK. She's actually in Lyon in France. And I just wanted to get a bit of feedback from Anna on how she and her friends in France reacted to the coronation of King Charles III. I tried to do this last week, but Anna had gone bush. That's not a term you probably use in France, Anna, is it? It's not, no, although I understand what you mean. (laughs) But you had gone into the uh, nether regions of France to do some travel research, which is great. So um, did you get to see any of the coronation or not? Uh, I actively avoided the coronation. Actually, it wasn't. It wasn't high on really your list. Some, it wasn't high on my list. Yeah. Um, I think that even if I'd been in the UK, I I probably wouldn't have bothered okay. to watch it. I was probably with you. Um, I don't consider myself, you know, a, a vigorous uh, disagreeer or agreeer on either side of that particular equation. But I just couldn't be bothered with all the ceremonial stuff. And the other thing I was wondering is, how did the people of France react? How did your friends feel about it, given that the French actually uh, didn't treat their king, Louis XVI, and their former queen, Marie Antoinette, didn't get treated with great uh, ceremony? In fact, they just whipped their heads off. So what's, what's the French feeling about all this? Yeah, I always find it quite interesting, the, the, the French obsession with the British royal family, seeing mm. as France hasn't had a royal family for uh, many centuries. <laughs> um, yeah. In my circle of friends, which I suppose you do tend to kind of make friends with people that have rather similar political and social views to 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 yourself mm. uh, the vast majority were pretty anti um, watching the coronation the pretty anti royal family but there are also a fair few internationals in that group and it's people that you know are sort of around around my age so they're they're sort of younger and they've traveled quite a bit but I do still see a huge fascination with the British royal family in France um, even amongst people that I I would have thought would show absolutely no interest at all and you know at my my co-working space there were quite a few people who were eagerly discussing the coronation um, we even have you know sort of old royal family paraphernalia floating around at the co-working you know there's um, right. uh, a mug floating around from William and Kate's wedding and uh, it always seems to be the first one to be taken huh. <laughs> well, that's amazing. Uh, you know, it's in, I find it interesting too that the Americans, for example, have great interest in the royal family, even though they did away with their own. That royal family that was on Hawaii uh, effectively got shut down. Um, but uh, America's just is thinks this is real Hollywood. I think. Yeah, maybe it's the kind of the. Po- 
theatre of the whole thing as well. For somebody who's who's not British, perhaps it's a bit like you know watching uh, watching a TV series. You know, it's the it's the crown come to life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I think you're right on that score. So. Um, uh, there wasn't any regalia hanging up or anything. People weren't sticking posters in the shop windows in France, were they? Not that I saw, right. no. Um, but again, I don't know whether Lyon would have been the, the, the prime place for that. Maybe it would have happened a bit more where there's a larger Tourist. British community. Yeah, maybe yeah. Paris perhaps with all the tourists in there. Um, yeah. Tell me, um, I, I, I guess a lot of people who go to France really only go to Paris. What are they missing out on when they don't do as you've done and, and go to a regional city or as you did last week and, and go into some of the smaller villages of France? Well, um, it's, not, it's a lot more than Paris, isn't it? Oh, gosh, so much more. And, you know, I think this is a bit like when people come to the UK and they, they only go to London and, you know, London is not representative of the whole of the UK by any means. And I think that France is particularly difficult to funnel down, particularly for a short trip, because there's so much scope. But I've been working on, on a few guidebook projects recently and I've been very lucky in that I've been able to travel around a lot of south and central France in particular. And I'm still staggered by the variety um you know you've got epic mountain ranges you've got beaches that wouldn't look out of place in the seychelles um you know there's there's crazy architecture uh history um even in the rural Auvergne last week i had you know real dramatic mountain scenery all to myself and some snow as well in oh. mid-may you know it's uh, yeah. <laughs> it's mind-boggling how much scope there is in france and i'd i'd really encourage anybody going to Paris to at least see one other place just to get some, you know, a, a better feel for what France is like. And, and it's not hard to get around. There are TGV to major cities and I guess then you rent a vehicle, do you? Uh, yeah, so the train network um, is is pretty good in France, in spite of all the strikes <laughs> that happen. Um, the TGV trains are really uh, quite efficient. I mean, Lyon takes two hours on the mm. train from Paris, yeah. so it's very, very easy to access. Uh, car rental's pretty easy as well. I actually, I used an app for car rental on my latest guidebook project, which was very easy and really quite inexpensive. It's an app called Get Around, and it kind of works oh. a bit like Airbnb. Be, but yeah. for people's cars um because oh, i only really use a car when you i want to sign borrow, are they? Are they? <laughs> yeah yeah it's exactly that and because right. i only really use a car when i'm you know sort of off on assignment and off on research rather than in the city sure um it works out really well and it only costs about 30 odd euros a day so oh. it's a very good way of getting around wow. that, that's and are they insured and everything yeah feel... insurance is a bit extra but you have to get you know kind of an obligatory at least base yeah. insurance yeah. um but yeah i think for for a week i spent under 250 euros with uh, the the best insurance that i that's could get that's fantastic yeah well there's a tip for our listeners so anna <laughs> are you you talk about your guidebooks um they'll come out in due course will they is that's what another travel writer's gig i guess isn't it it is, yeah. So guidebook projects, um, they're a lot more long term. And I think that when I'm working on guidebooks, you have a little bit of the sense that you've kind of, you know, fallen off the face of the earth, because instead of churning out articles that are coming out fairly regularly, there's probably then quite a glut where you haven't got any bylines coming out because you've been working on a big project. Sure. And guidebook work, it, it, it does take a while. So uh, all of the projects that I'm working on will be coming out in 2024. Okay. Uh, but it's been great fun. And I've discovered 
covered some fantastic areas and you know it's given me plenty of ideas for for future stories as well when life calms down a little well we'll have to tell people to keep an eye out for the anna richards byline where where could people mostly find your writing everything that i write goes on my website which is www.annahrichards.com and i also share articles as they come out on my twitter page which is Anna. thank you so much for giving us of your valuable time i appreciate it British travel writer Anna Richards was speaking to Graham Kemlo from Lyon in France. Read Anna's work at Anna H. Richards, or one word, Anna H. Richards.com.